two senseis and a casual. So without further ado, what's up everybody? It's your host, Brandon, <laughs> aka B Weezy, aka the Black Ray Donovan, and I just want to say, let me say this slowly. Buck these toes. Buck these toes. Just kidding. Uh, the words for today are relaxation, organization, and fun. And I do have a song for today. So let me know if y'all can hear this. I can understand why you wanted the boss now. Though I can't let you know it. Pride won't let me show it. Pretend to be heroic. That's just one to grow it. But deep inside a nigga so sick. I can't see him coming down my eyes. So I Shout out to the, the go behind my goat, Jay Z, man. He, we'll expand more on it. Gerard, don't, don't, don't start. Hello, guys and people <laughs> in the podcast universe. I'm Gerard. Um, today is my father's birthday, so in honor of him, I'm gonna play one of his favorite rappers. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Put my shit on tapes like you busting grapes. Think you holding weight? Then you haven't met the apes. Um, yeah, so happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. I'm Drew, Ada the name, and I've been flooded with a bunch of young, ignorant rap lately, so. Damn. <laughs> 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 Shit don't make no sense, guys. <laughs> what is that song called, man? I've heard that quote, but I don't make no sense. Nah, make I'm gonna have sense. to, I'm gonna have to put that on. I don't have my headphones with me. I forgot that I, I was telling Gerard I did an awful job packing. Um, I don't have any clean draws, so I will be leaving this recording and going to the nearest store to grab some underwear. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I just had to to get out and get to Boston and just try to have an actual vacation where I can enjoy myself, man. But yeah, those were those those were very solid intros and happy birthday to Gerard's father. Before we go any further, I want everybody to take a few seconds if you haven't to please leave us a review, uh, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor. Um, you probably won't, but again, you know, I I, I want to kindly ask you. Um, also, all of our links are in one spot. Uh, shout out to Gerard and Linktree. Uh, we now are on YouTube, so again, be sure to type in T W O for the two. Hip hop senses in the casual, um, or don't because you know again we've been a- asking kindly and you know some of you have done it so thank you to everybody out there that has. Uh, and then lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at two hip hop senses period a period casual. Um, our Instagram names I'm bweezy underscore taught you. Um, Drew I'm sure is at a day the name right. Um, yep. so A D A Y D A N A M E. And then Gerard, mm-hmm. your Instagram is J B since eighty eight. J A Y B S I N C E A eight. And then my Twitter is at B underscore man ten eighteen. Uh Drew's Twitter is all eight of the name. All eight of the name and then Gerard J B since eighty eight. All J B since eighty eight. So um, again, please, we appreciate all the love and support. So, again, 
leave us reviews, tag us in posts, um, send us DMs, whatever you want to, you know, whichever way you feel best to communicate with us. We appreciate all the love and support. Make sure these DMs is PG. I'm a married man, okay? I am single, so however you (laughs) actually, (laughs) let's move on. (laughs) If you're really loyal and you fuck with the podcast, be sure to tell your friends to tell their friends to listen to us. Check us out. We can be friends. Oh, we also have a QR code, so we can send you that. Not a a problem at all. I want to do some shout-outs, man. Y'all got any shout-outs before I I got a list here? Y'all got any shout-outs y'all want to do? I'm sure I do, but I can't think. (laughs) <laughs> all right well i'll do mine and you guys can think of any if you y'all have any but shout out shout out to sierra chevrolet on uh, southfield my guy bobby greg mike tim brandon pot uh jory i hope i pronounced that correctly and alexis uh if you need a vehicle newer pre-owned that's the dealership for you honestly the environment there is just super cool um the day we're recording they have a corvette uh show i believe so uh, I wish, you know, that things align properly. But, yeah, just go in there. You know, even if you don't want a vehicle, say what's up. Um, they're just really cool, cool team, genuine people down to earth. So you guys will really enjoy that. Um, also, shout out to whoever listened to the underrated artist, Where's the Consistency, and RIP Pop Smoke episodes this past week. We're looking at the statistics. Um, people are really fucking with us, man. And, and, and we appreciate the love, as always. Shout out to Taylor Kennedy. <laughs> Bought a new crib, family man, has consistently provided me with motivation and just telling me when to keep my head up. I appreciate that man more than you will ever know. Um, and then lastly, she is Exquisite Meals. Follow her on Instagram. Her food is amazing. You won't be disappointed. I'm mad that I'm in Boston right now because she just made some Chinese food meals and I'm tired of fast food. I would have loved to have had, you know, one of those orders. So, yeah, those are those are my shout outs. Y'all have anything? Uh, shout out to my god sister Didi. Her birthday was this past Wednesday. She just turned twenty nine. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to my boy Jim. It's Andre's girlfriend's sister's husband now. <laughs> so god pretty damn. much Dre's Dre's brother in law. <laughs> one day, um, I saw him at a party last night. I haven't seen him in a long time, and he came up to me, said he's still fucking with the pod. I didn't know he was listening still. Um, said he loves B. I said, well, it makes one of us. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out to Jim. Uh, I was just about to give you credit because you slowly turned into the blackest white dude I know. <laughs> my my Andre's sister's cousin's baby daddy. That's the that, best that way to explain right it sometimes. But yeah, he, he came up to me just like Drew. What do you think of Kendrick's album? I was like, let's sit down for a minute, buddy. I was like, we'll talk all about it. <laughs> I told him, no, I told him I stuck with it. I still think it's an eight, and he agreed. So we were just chopping up. He was putting me on some new podcast last night, trying to convince him to start his own podcast. So yeah, he knows a bunch of shit, knows a bunch of history and just random facts. I was like, just people like to hear that, man. Bro, give him my number, and I'm all about Gerard knows. Even before we started podcast, I was going through a whole messages i used to be like gerard what's a good podcast i should listen to he would talk about uh posted up with chris haynes and some other ones so yeah no if you know good podcast i'm finally at a place now where i'm not comparing ours to others so yeah just send them it's over okay, um, long do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, i used to listen and be like wait their audio is terrible our audio was better wait their audio is pretty good ours isn't that good so now i'm at a place where i can just enjoy it and chill so yeah, man. Shout out to Jim. Did you have any other ones, Drew? Just that. 
All right, so real quick, where's driving states? I've done a little traveling now, um, and I rank my top three driving states. So I can list off my top three, um, and then I could pass it to y'all if y'all have some states. Or y'all could just shout out random states that y'all been to, and the driving is terrible. But Florida. <laughs> is it bad for it's real, all, Florida? I've never. It's all old people, man. I <laughs> drew that that brings up a great point man i'm gonna remind me after we finish this about old older people i i got some stuff but at number three i have boston slash baltimore i don't know how i am still getting so i land i take a lift and i i go through my pictures and try to find the hotel that i stayed at the last time i was in baltimore so I, I I searched it, and it was close to the airport. I'm like, cool. We pull up. I'm like, dude, this don't look like the same one. I'm like, are you sure we at the right spot? So we both check our phones, and it's the same address. Apparently, there is a hotel with the same name in Boston that, like, the exact same name as the hotel I stayed at in Baltimore. So I pulled up, and I was FaceTiming DJ Galaxy. I'm like, wait, I got to call you back. Like, something ain't right, but... Yeah, like that that add added to the confusion. So when y'all see my posts of how I keep confusing Baltimore and Boston, like bro, I, don't, I I will always confuse the two, I guess. It's just not meant to be understood for me, I guess, the difference between the two. But yeah, so uh I have Boston slash Baltimore as my third worst driving state. I have at number two California because the traffic, the tolls, the aggressive driver is just a shit show. And number one, I have Vegas um, because I guess there's so many tourists in Vegas and people want to get to everywhere quickly. Like, dude, people just drive aggressive as hell. Like, don't put on blinkers. I know a few people have told me Houston or like Texas driving is a little rough. So hmm. I would love I haven't I haven't been to Texas or that's like going to be next on my list. But yeah, well, do y'all have any thoughts on that that top three list? Anything y'all want to add? Gerard, I'll start with you first. Definitely California. <clears throat> they can't drive. I Ain't nothing to it. <laughs> they just can't drive. But New York is number two. I think because their oh, road rules are – it's, it's a tight space, and their road rules are different. Like, at lights, you can't make a right turn at all. Like, so you know how, like, we have no turn – yeah, so you know how no turn on red. Like yeah. Some lights you can't do that at all in New York, hmm. and Damn. they can do a U turn in the uh, middle of the street. You can't do that in Michigan, so it's just <laughs> it's confusing, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> roundabouts so, in New York. No, no, they it's just uh, crosswalks. Bro, I'm have to add that to my list, and also shout out to my guy DJ man um, in New York. You know, living his best life. Um, Engaged. Shout out to DJ. Good dude. But Texas is literally the wild, wild west. They all have their own rules. Whoever <laughs> is driving in front of you is driving differently from the person behind. They all do whatever the fuck. So Bro, that's Texas Vegas. Is... That's all I can think about with <laughs> like, Vegas. Like, I don't know what like, y'all rushing to or or from or yeah, no. I and my aunt, my aunt lives in Dallas. So when I went to go visit her, she became a full blown Texan because she was eating a whole meal and driving with her knees while driving oh, no. ninety full on the slab highway. Of ribs. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> Drive, <laughs> <but she laughs> said that because yesterday when I was getting I was getting taken to the airport, man, the the lady and I posted the video earlier. She was like writing information down on the steering wheel. She had her uh, phone like down by the the cup holder, so like most drivers have it like 
looking ahead of them. Yeah. So she kept looking like down and behind her. I'm like, Lord, please don't let me go out like this. Like, just let me make it to the airport. And she like would keep she would keep talking to me and would like look over her shoulder while driving, like looking back. I'm like, what? in my mind, I'm like, yep, yep. Like trying to be short. I'm like, I didn't have it in me to tell her, like, lady, please look at the road. Like, just stop looking like look at the road. Oh, Oh, thank you, Laura. I would just like to take this time to say I am very thankful to have made it to my destination. You have kept your arms around me, dear Lord. But God, I, I, oh my goodness, I was so nervous. But Drew, I want to give you a chance, man, to name your top three or any states other than Florida you think can drive. Florida, Oregon, and I don't know if I have a third. I just got a top two. Baby. Oh, you can just throw them. <laughs> You just you just throw in Vegas, Vegas or Texas is one of them. I promise you, they, Honestly, they are I terrible. I, I never had a bad experience in uh, Texas. I was in Houston, and everything seemed fine the whole time. Uh, Oregon, their freeway system is fucked. That's the problem with everything. Like, I missed my exit one, two, three, four times oh. going back and forth over this damn bridge there, and there's no side streets or nothing you can get off of. They when you go on a side street, it says turn around, go right back on the freeway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. That was not Bro, fun. It's the same way. It's the same way down south. Ugh. Like driving in Atlanta and driving in Tennessee. Bro, Bro you, your Atlanta, exit could be all the way on the right, and you got like you got to mm-hmm. make a mad dash to get over there, and ain't nobody gonna let you over. It's like, like going to like, Chicago and like, Indiana, so. where those like freeway exits are like a mile and a half long, and you have to get over a mile and a half yeah. early. But Damn, you know, let's throw Indiana in there yeah. just because. <laughs> let's shake it up. <laughs> <laughs> let's shake it up. So yeah, Oregon, Florida, Indiana, deal. So Drew, you brought up older people, and I want to take this time. I called my mom after I landed. I didn't even tell my mom I was going to Boston until I was in the air. And people that – so y'all know, but I'm actually kind of good at impressions. So I'm not mm. I'm not going to do it right this moment. But if y'all ever be like, hey, Brandon, do an impression of so-and-so, I'm going to have to, like, not look at y'all so I'll look away and try to do it. But I was talking to my mom, and on the flight, there was a grandmother that was taking her grandson – to Boston for some event, and she was so sweet, so so adorable, and the the kid was okay, kid, you know, um, not the best behaved, Little but shit. that's neither here nor there, <laughs> and and so she's talking to me, she's like, oh, you're uh, I think he had an iPad that's about to die. She's like, I don't think they have any chargers, but like you know, flying Delta, they have like chargers that you can plug in like right under the TV. So I was letting her know like, oh, there's chargers and. That just made her day because she was like, she couldn't imagine being on a flight and him not being able to have that iPad, right? So that made her feel better. But then we land, and y'all know we've talked about it before. People are, like, rushing to get off the plane despite the fact they're not going anywhere. So there was a mom that had a baby strapped to her chest and her mother that had uh, a kid next to her. They, like, I'm in the aisle seat. They, like, run and are, like, banging my leg. I don't say anything because y'all know I'm working on my temper. And the the little one that's on the ground starts crying because she tripped over luggage. And in my mind, I'm like, that's why y'all need to sit y'all asses down because, like, y'all <laughs> right. had nowhere to go, right? But anyway, um, so when it gets to our turn, I back up. And I'm like, ma'am, do you and your grandson want to go before me? And she's like, oh, no, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm like, actually, ma'am, y'all go ahead and go before me, right? So I stood back. Everybody behind me, I let them go ahead of me. They didn't have any luggage, but there was a bag next to mine. So I say, you know, in my voice, hey, whose bag is this next to mine? Not aggressively, but, like, you know, just trying to help somebody out. 
so people get nervous, obviously, because I'm slightly intimidating. And the dude was like, uh, um, a black bag? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's mine. I'm like, you want it? So I give him the bag. And people are, like, shocked at the fact that I'm, like, going out of my way just to do these, like, simple, nice gestures, right? But I just noticed, like, we have to do better as society. Like, why? Like, I know who raised most of us, but, like, they raised us to be better. If you see somebody older, like, help them out, man. Like, and I want to, I don't want to criticize just our generation, but, like, older generations. A lot of older people back in the day felt like they could talk to, you know, younger kids, grandkids, say whatever they would say, and the grandkids don't say nothing back. Those days is over. We all got older, you know, people in our families that talk about weight gain, talk about, you know, relationships, kids. Hey, it's a respectful way to talk to everybody. We all can get our points across being respectful. Older people don't talk to younger generations. I'd heard a lot of stories of people saying they cussed out their grandparents. I wouldn't have ever did it. But, hey, everybody go about things differently. Like, we all could do better talking to each other. But, like, I just was walking around the airport, dude, and I'm like, I don't know if it's all the craziness in the world, but people just don't, like, most people. I know there's nice people out there, but, like, we just got to do better with treating elderly people better. Like, But she's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. Too old. What I did yesterday, I feel like that doesn't take much of anything for most people to do. But when's the last time y'all seen somebody randomly do something nice for an elderly person? I'd like to say you can do something nice for an elderly person. You don't know what reaction they're going to give you, though. They could be that cranky, crotchety old old person who just, no matter what you do, they're just stuck in their ways. So proceed with caution. <laughs> you could be nice. Be nice. Be nice to start off for sure. But I've been I've kissed ass a few times. Just still get slapped in the face by an old person. So, bro, look. I want, I'm not afraid of an old person. God forbid, an old person. Nah, that's, that's the least of my worries. I'll just leave it at that. But, like, there was an old dude behind me when I was leaving Detroit. You know how elderly people have to go, like, in that lane that's next to the, like, body scan thing? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, like, a, like, basically they have to stand next. So the dude was, like, it's taking all day to get to him. So he's, like, man, I'm just going to go behind you. So he got behind me. So then that's the only time anybody gave him any, like, recognition. They're like, excuse me, sir, you can't get in that line. You have to stand in the line that they weren't paying attention to. So before I go in, I'm like, yo, this guy is trying to get through. Like, can one of y'all help him? The lady's like, um, we're busy or something like that. So I'm like, all right. So I go through, and I remind them after they're waiting. I'm like, yo, can y'all help, like, get him through? Like, this dude's getting frustrated. So finally somebody goes over and helps him. He's like, man, thank you for help. I'm like, bro, don't think, like. We have to literally do better. Like, why is an old person waiting on? It's like four of them there talking and doing whatever, and nobody go over and help the old dude. So, like, that just was part of my frustration yesterday because, like, people just aren't considerate. People just, I don't know. Maybe it's all the craziness in the world, but, like, we got to do better as a society. So, anything y'all want to add to that before we move on to what's next? What's the impression you were going to do? Nah, shout out to old people. <laughs> shout out to old people. <laughs> uh, I was going to impersonate my mom. Uh... I was thinking of person dating my dad. Doing the man. <laughs> man? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it didn't matter where. So I called my mom yesterday. I'm like, Mom, don't be mad. I'm in Boston. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. Uh-uh, man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. See? Nah, see? Anybody that knows my mom, right? That's spot on. <laughs> my mom is like, she could be the loudest person, but, like, she doesn't like confrontation. But everybody got their limb. I didn't see my mom. I was just talking to her about this. My uncle, um, my uncle Carl, uh, who's no longer with us, Boston's father. Uh, when we were little, we went to Arkansas one time, and 
uh, they were like donating clothes. And at the time, there's this old Bronco, like the OJ Bronco. My uncle Carl had that. We ended up taking it to Michigan, but they were just loading up the back with clothes, right? So my uncle Carl comes out and he's like, nah, you know, I'm going to take some of these bags and, you know, y'all not going to donate. My mom had this broomstick. My uncle Carl was known at the time to be just a dude that was, that was, he didn't take nothing from nobody. People were scared of him, essentially. My mom took that broomstick, took <laughs> one of them bags of clothes, threw it back in the Jeep, and was like, you ain't taking nothing. And I'm a kid, right? I'm like, damn, my mom about to whoop. She about, what's she about to do with that broom? So anyway, I'm sorry, mom. I, I know if you don't want people to know that, I'll uh, I'll edit it out maybe or something. But anyway, everybody got their limits. But yeah, so I'm telling, talking to my mom. She like, uh, uh-uh, uh, man, you just, I guess you just gonna keep me. What she say? I just, you just gotta keep me in the loop when you can, huh? I'm like, mom, sorry, you know, I just had to get to Boston, but I told my dad he was cutting hair. You know, my dad has this thing where like he doesn't, he doesn't smile much, but when he does start to smile, he kind of like hides it with a smirk. So I'm like, Dad, I'm in Boston. I'm going to give you updates and whatnot. I'm not going to do an impression right now because I'm laughing too much, but I'll do an impression of my dad later. But, you know, I'm pretty good with impressions. So anybody listening, if y'all ever want me to try an impression, I'll try it not looking at Gerard and Drew because they always try to make me laugh. (laughs) But, yeah, that's just, you know, a natural gift that I was blessed with. So let's move into quick hitters. Um, I have a question for y'all. What do y'all think my unread email update is? Oh my god! I'm gonna <laughs> make y'all scared crawl. Give me a number. Last time it was in the two thousands, right? Twenty. It was in twenty thousand. Eighteen thousand. Or did you clean up that much? Mm-mm. Is it higher? No, he ain't, no it's up now. No, like, it's like thirty now. <laughs> Thirty-five. Twenty-seven thousand six hundred and thirty-six. But anybody that emails me, I get it. I respond. I. I that's going to be part of what I do in Boston. I'm going to clean up my emails, I promise. Like I but, said, Gerard, yeah, over man. six, I start lying. freaking out. He lying. He ain't going to clean up shit. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> what, do you, what do y'all – give me a number that y'all think I won't be under. That's that's reasonable. That's reasonable. By the time we record next episode, just throw out a number. You at 27 right now, right? Yep. Back to 20. <laughs> you can get to 20? I think I can. I think I can. Okay. That's your homework then. I think I can. <laughs> All right, my homework is to get under 20,000 emails. I'm so nervous. Y'all have no idea. But we're going to get there. I'd be we're scared get of there. all the new ones coming in this week, too. You got to delete those. Right. <laughs> like I said, Gerard, over six, I'm panicking. <laughs> Dog, I can't. Over 6,000? No, six or six emails. Numbers. No, six. The number is six, bro. <laughs> just going to move on to the next quick hitter here. Um, <clears throat> Kanye West late registration album is now five times platinum. Any thoughts on that? Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. Best album. Juice World's music has now been charting on Billboard for 1,000 combined weeks. He becomes the youngest rapper ever to chart this many weeks and just the 16th overall. Thoughts? That's crazy. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> A thousand weeks, bro. Like it's a lot of time. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah. Shout out to an yes. RIP to Juice World. Uh Joey Badass, 2000s. Currently, and this was, I think I took this this morning. So if it updates this, or it updates rather, uh, once the podcast drops, I apologize. But currently, number two on US Apple Music and number four on US iTunes. Top 10 in 59 countries on Apple Music and number one in New Zealand and Netherlands. Uh, charting in 110 countries on Apple Music. 
Any thought? Is talk about that yeah. later. Is Bad Bunny still number one? <laughs> I saw he's breaking records. I have no idea. He was on like five weeks in a row or something at number one. I have no idea. I'll, I I can check into who is number one. I, I I'm sorry I failed you, Drew, but I don't know who number one is. Incomplete ass stats. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Moving on, five years ago today, Tyler, the creator, released the, his fourth studio album, Flower Boy. Drew, I know you'll have thoughts on that. What's your thoughts? Before uh, Call Me If You Get Lost, it was my favorite album by him. Mm, Gerard, any thoughts? He didn't like Tyler. NA. He didn't like Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one, 11 years ago today, Jay-Z and Kanye West dropped Otis. Thoughts? Mm. Man. You had to be there. You had, had to, to be, be there in the video. That was a big moment, time. That was and a big DeLorean moment. Too? You had to be Do there. Do you know who I am? <laughs> yes, I know who you are, Nia Long. What about all of it? <laughs> Tracy Ellis Ross. Lord, Lord, Lord. Anywho, um, now we'll move into what have we listened to slash watched. No, known around my city like that nigga Pumo. Catch me in Boca Katrina eating all the Pluto. She need a nigga who gon' keep it low, won't let the crew know. Venus is Sagittarius, but I took her to Pluto. I got a gold soul, not that I could poo cold. She throw it, I'ma knock it out the park like I'm a poo hole. Good fella rockin' the sky dweller. Got street dreams of being rich. Justin, I want to give you a chance, man. I know you uh recently went to a concert, so before we get started, I'll give you your opportunity to talk about a concert I think some of our listeners would enjoy to hear about. So Elton John is the swaggiest rock star of all time. <laughs> it might be. Yes, he is. It yes, might be is. beyond rock star at this point, like icon level. Just a star. <laughs> just a star. Like, yeah. just a mecca. Yeah, he's with everybody. Yeah. More swag than Mick Jagger? Hell yeah. Oh, Jagger, I'll come, oh I'm a Rolling Stones fan. I've heard people went to the Rolling Stones concert recently said he still rocked it, so I'm just asking questions. Yeah. I'm just asking. I mean, for his age, he has to do a lot more than Elton does to present himself. I've always said that. Mm. Like, Ooh. Mick has to add on more, has to do more things. Elton could just sit there little duck walk and destroy people. Bro, have y'all ever watched, Gerard, I know you have, but Pops off the Wayne Brothers used to do a classic impression of Mick Jagger. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. Y'all, y'all gotta look it up, man. Shout out R.I.P. to John Witherspoon, man, who was actually from the D. Yeah, mm-hmm. he came out, though, wearing, like, what's like diamond studded shiny everything, had a few outfit changes. After songs, he would jump up and put his hands up to the crowd and move around a little bit. Um, he, so he played all the classics. He gave a huge Aretha Franklin tribute. Mm. Before Ooh, doing Border dope. Song, they're really close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, he was telling a story about six months before she died. Um, she played a benefit for him in New York, some art thing I think mm-hmm. was relative, and she almost wasn't able to perform, and she ended up still going for an hour and a half. Wow. And then wow. she was braille at that point. Um, yeah, just the highest level of music caliber. Uh, what else? Oh, I started watching a movie last night that I have to finish today. You guys might like to hear. Inspired by a former guest. Ooh. Do you want us to guess, or do you want to wait? Do you want to wait? Um, um, you can guess. Inspired by a former former guest. Oh, is it uh, is it uh, Antoine Fisher? Yes. Whoa, I'm good. Oh, damn, Drew. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm out of here for the day. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't expect that on the first try. Holy crap. No, I just think. Wow! I listen to the pod. How are you liking it so far? Uh, it's really good. I've I pissed that I fell asleep. It was like one a.m. and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's late for me." Yeah, it's late for no, me. It, 
<laughs> great, great movie to to watch for inspiration. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Larry, man. I don't know how I forgot my guy Larry and 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 my shout outs, but I and there I'll just I'll just be transparent. I I've been asking like Larry and my big brother, like why I always got to be the bigger person, man. Like why I always got to be my motherfucker to apologize first and. Sometimes it's just, you know, you do have, so my brother actually used a great analogy, right? So, like, sometimes people be like, certain stars or, or certain players in the NBA get treated, you know, differently. So, like, LeBron gets treated differently and is held to certain standards where other players just aren't. That's just real life. We all got jobs where certain people have higher expectations and have more pressure on them than other people. So, I just have to continue to understand that I do need to be most times I weigh more than most people on counter, but I do need to be the bigger person um, when it comes to apologizing and stuff. So I'm working on that. So shout out to my brother. Shout out to Larry. And for anybody listening, going through stuff that questions why you have to be the bigger person, just try to take a step back. Uh, think about all sides and perspectives and just try to work on the best version of yourself. So we will be working again uh, to get Larry back on here. Uh, if you need, you know, a therapist or you ever want to reach out, go and check out our episode where we did interview Larry, um, interview with Larry. I've gotten great feedback, got a comp uh, comment on YouTube the other day where people thanked us for discussing mental health for men. It's very important. At the end of the day, we are saving lives. So we, we have to understand, you know, what we're doing for people out there. So thank you all for, you know, the feedback, comments. We appreciate all of that love and support. So, yeah, anything else from the concert, Justin, you would like to add? Um, went for two and a half hours. Um, the encore, he did his hit song with Doja Cat that ended up charting number one. That, like, rocket line. man I didn't really realize that oh, yeah. happened. And he followed that up with his first number one hit, Your Song. So it's cool mm. how he transitioned that. Open I think Gerard has a question. I have a question too, but I'll yeah. let Gerard go first. What was the favorite song that he performed? Um, my favorite song that he performed that I wasn't expecting, Have Mercy on the Criminal, hmm. which is a really okay. old one. And then, um, let's see. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. He, he had to have done that. Uh, yeah, that was the final song. Um, the Oh, crap. My favorite song by him, I'm blanking on the first half of the title. It's the Mad Hatter song. Santa Maria and the Mad Hatters. He did not he played that one that was not on the original set list i just completely butchered that song title <laughs> um sorry to the elton fans out there i'll, good, I'll, do, push, I'll do extra push-ups later hey, after this <laughs> no um, yeah that was i did have a question for you me. justin yeah go um, ahead I, <laughs> is this a dumb question did elton john have any like uh opening acts like was there anybody that performed know. before him or is it just no, all, john? It's all him when you're at that level you don't have an opener anymore You've been around for 40, 50 years. You're selling out arenas, yeah, that, every man. single stadium. Like him, Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Billy Joel, that those guys, they don't bother with an opener. Okay. They have enough well, material. Yeah. They have more than enough material to play. Mm -hmm. He played like, if he's playing 20 hits, he has 40 hits in the bag that he's not playing that mm. night. I was wondering, so, like, I haven't really been to like one of the old, like older artists <laughs> that have that many hits concerts. So. Oh. Well, you have. He's gonna. He's somebody that we, the pod is not a fan of, outside of you. He'll be at that level. He has enough hits. Who? If Drake keeps putting out stuff. Oh, Drake! Come on, come on. Drake, <laughs> Drake, Drake, Drake can perform twenty four hours straight if he wanted to, man. Well, thank you, Justin. 
Thank you, yeah. Justin. Hey, Drew, throw in applause. Justin, you're doing an amazing job, man. Mona Lisa's and the Mad Hatters, by the way. It just popped in my head. That's the nicest thing I'm ever going to say about Drake. It's documented. Ooh. I don't have to say all right, it. All right, Drake. Justin. I mean, all right, Justin. You, you use use off the good start. <laughs> Go ahead, mute your mic, man. We, 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 but no. Is there anything else you wanted to add about Elton John? Um, just an amazing experience. Um, it's just crazy. Like, he's... I don't, I don't know how you keep your voice going. He's late 70s. He has 90-plus shows left on this tour, and then he's done. Jeez. I don't – anybody who's able to keep their voice the same at this quality, great. Great for them. And the whole backing oh. grand was great. Um, Drew did ask me a question how my Nas listening was going oh, yeah. yesterday. So I, I had a slower week because there was a lot of things happened this week, including my wife's birthday. So thank you guys all for saying happy birthday to her. Of course. Happy um, birthday, so, Jeanette. Again. And she's in Portland right now. So Hey. Um, I feel so bad for her. I listened to Stillmatic, <laughs> and this morning I finished the Lost Tapes. So just That's Kyle's favorite, Gerard. <laughs> which led me, yes, I'm happy you said that. Him, I can now say that Kyle's the Sacramento Kings of the Week for saying the Lost Tapes is better than the first two albums. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna send him that soundbite. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. To keep yes. the Sacramento Thank Kings slander did. going, we have to have Bro, a winner. Lost oh, Tapes is nothing special at all. It really isn't. There's like three or four good tracks. I'm to me. shocked by it. I, I don't know what. I, I was very confused. Also, Anita oh, Baker's concert were. was last night, so we should give her a shout out for that. Yeah, I saw a bunch of reels for Shout out to uh, Anita Baker. And yeah, then... she had seventy five backed up all the way to ninety six. So, <laughs> hey, so uh, I, I talk... hope everybody enjoyed it. I talked about the list driver. Um, she did say Anita was coming, and she was gonna throw on her. I think she said her white pearls. So, shout out to the list driver, man. I hope oh she God. got to enjoy that concert. I was salty that the day I left, that was the concert, but it looked like it was a good time. I know it was good time i matter of fact the lady uh at the front desk she actually shout out to my guy uh juan who uh he made the reservation i just sent him the money so i get to the the hotel and um for whatever reason my booking i guess my room wasn't available and she swapped out somebody that was late and i, I won't say the hotel name I don't want her to get in trouble, but she looked out for me, and we were talking, and she said she loved Anita Baker. She had family that was in the D, so I gave her my business card to let her know any of her family in the D, uh, her, need anything, um, to let me know, and I got them. So whenever you say. I'm the only D she was interested in. Big D. All right. Um, <laughs> Big D. <laughs> Big D. <laughs> <laughs> um. So any anytime you go around and say you're from the D, man, you're going to always get love. I tell people this all the time. And Detroit is just one of those cities, man, where everybody got some family, some kinfolk. So, yeah, man, just go around and treat people, you know, nice. Give people compliments. I gave a dude a compliment on his beard, man. It goes a long way, I'm telling you. I'm going to try to drop some gems, man. You can lead them to the water, but <laughs> you cannot make them drink. So I'm going to name off the first album I listened to, um, which we have talked about last week, but Gangsta Art by CMG. Gerard, Drew, y'all were right. Uh, I'm starting to really fuck with Yo Gotti and Moneybag Yo. Uh, first of January is fire. Uh, Glorilla fire. tomorrow is fire. Mm-hmm. So Gerard, you I told right. you, you I did. told you, you definitely told me. Uh, Major Pain, which uh, title of a that's top, my favorite. That's also the title of a top ten black classic movie. Uh, if you haven't seen Major Pain, please check it out. Uh, but that song is fire. Uh, Brick. Brick or something. Uh, I love that sample. Did y'all catch that sample? Dry, I'm sure you did. 
No, nah, remind me. What was it? Slob on my knob. Oh, yeah. So when you listen yeah. to it next time, yeah. yeah. I'm telling y'all, yeah. man, I love me some samples. So that was that was a good one. Top Dollar was fire. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, excellent project, man. I highly recommend it if you haven't listened to it. Uh, CMG, we've, we've talked about it. And if you haven't listened, go back and check out our old episodes where we discuss some of the best labels to be dis- uh, signed to. CMG is just, when you look at all labels top to bottom, who... Is there anybody that's better right now than CMG as a whole? Only thing I better, yeah. Only, only, and again, if anybody QC, QC, that's the only, that's the only group or that's the only label I think is like at this time competitive top to bottom. But if you're listening, feel free to let us know. Send us voice memos, reach out, comment on our, uh, or send us DMs on our Instagram, post on our Facebook. We really need traction on our Facebook. But if you think there's any group out there that is is better than CMG, I would like to know. Because right now, I can't. Like you said, Gerard, uh, there was a lot of people I forgot about that was on this album. Uh, I didn't forget about 4-2 Doug, but I did forget about um, Mozzie. JB Blockboy. Blockboy JB. Blockboy. Oops. Sorry. No disrespect. (laughs) Blockboy JB. He he made an appearance, and he did his thing. So, yeah. No, overall, I thought that was an excellent project. Any thoughts y'all have on that? It made me like Moneybag Yo more after that album he had a year or two ago. That's it good. really did. He stepped up on that album. Gerard, I've been trying to tell you, so I'm really happy to hear that, man. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he needed to shine <laughs> with a bunch of other artists around him, but it was he he held his own to me. Uh, I just can't wait for a new 42 I, album. <laughs> oh, man. I, 42 I, shine. Personally, I can, but I, wow. I will always show love to artists <laughs> from, from, the, from the D, so... Um, did anybody have any else? Anything else they wanted to add before I moved to my next project? Mm-mm. No, go ahead. So then, uh, the next album I listened to uh, this week was Jay Z, The Blueprint. Um, I wanted to ask all of y'all: Is this the best album of all time? That's a loaded question. So think about that. I'm gonna pull up the album because I personally forgot. I've, I've listened to it before, but like, oh, I know the album from top to bottom. I'm gonna just name off the track. So you start off the intro with the Ruler's Back. The Ruler's Back. Which was on 2K, so I forgot that was the intro to the album. If you haven't listened to, you know, our previous episodes, I have certain standards I look for from albums. So, intro was a banger. Then you go to Takeover. Takeover, the break's over, nigga. God MC, me, Jehovah. Then you go to Izzo. H to the Izzo, V to the Izzo. With Shizu, my Nizzo used to dribble down in VA. Then you go to Girls, Girls, Girls. Put your number on this paper, cause I would love to date you. Holla at you when I come off top. Then you go to Jigga that nigga. Back up in this bitch like, whoa. Jigga get this whole shit jumping like six poles. Then you go to You Don't Know. I sell ice in the winter. I sell fire in hell. I am a hustler, baby. I sell water to a well. Then you go to Hola Jovito. Hola Jovito. That's what they say when I roll up with my people. Then you go to Heart of the City. Handle my biz. I scramble like Randall with his. Cut in hand, but the only thing running is numbers, fam. Jigga held you down six summers. Damn, where's the law? Then you go to Never Change. I'm not a hustler, what you call that? This is before rap. This is all fact. I never change. 
Then you go to song cry. I can't see him coming down my eyes, so I gotta make the song cry. Then you go to all I need. All I need is the love of my crew. The whole industry can hate me. I fuck my way through it. And Renegade with Eminem. Maybe it's beautiful music I made for you to just cherish. But I'm debated, disputed, hated, and viewed in America as a motherfucking drug addict. Like you didn't experiment. Nah, nah. Then you go to Blueprint. Feel me now. Listen. Mama loved me. Pop left me. Mickey fed me. And he dressed me. Then you go to lyrical exercise, and then it ends, which I forgot, Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2, which is a great song. The the sample on that, Kanye, I assume it's Kanye. Kanye did his thing, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, a lot of work. But yeah, I gotta repeat. I gotta repeat. Is that the best album of all time? Or what's the album that comes to mind when I ask that question that y'all are like, uh, I think this is better. I don't want to answer that, because then in a few pods, I'll say I'm not consistent. <laughs> don't be scared don't be scared it's top five for me for sure i think i yeah it's top five i think it's top five i personally it's hard for me to say um life after death isn't the greatest hip-hop album ever mm. like so for me like it's hard i because life after death is a double album like it's pretty much damn near perfect like it's hard for me to say life after death but blueprint is very 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 good no i'm just gonna say 15 songs literally an hour and three minutes uh i think the only negative i will say about the album gerard is because it's a double disc it it can't it's great don't get me wrong but like it can get a little draining with the jay-z blueprint yeah it's like the perfect like it's over before you realize it then you start again and you could listen to it like twice or one one time and a half and not know it so but i i mean if you say like I won't die on a hill if you say that's the better album with Biggie. So, no, oh, great yeah. point. Drew, what were you going to say? Enter the Wu-Tang will probably always be my number one. Just And that's top five, too, yeah. Length and just how much content's packed into all those songs is incredible. Like, each artist held their own on each track and that. Classic beats and everything. Yeah. Like, it's hard. That's, that's the album to me that, like, still, front to back, I just, it's flawless. Enter the Wu is, oh, real quick, the, like, off topic real mm-hmm. quick and i think drew appreciate this speaking of enter the woo drew one of my co-workers went to um i think it's value world and he was just going there off the like just off the strength just whatever with his wife tell me why he found uh original 1990 1997 enter the woo uh in plastic wow yeah that's a gem yeah, I was like that, bro. That's a that's a holy grail. Like you're not. <laughs> right. That's not gonna happen that's again. Crazy. Like I have a I have a like remastered version of it, and then the vinyl, which is remastered. Yeah, he got yeah. the original, and he was like, he was like, either um, somebody died or somebody going through a divorce. <laughs> so, like, he was like, because you're not like if you find something mm-hmm. like that, that's in a record store. That's right. not in a resale shop, bro. Like so, wow. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the last <laughs> notes that I had on the blueprint. So the next album, Gerard, I'm sorry. I listened to Bun B Trill. Shout out to you, Drew. Why are you? Huh? It was just timing. That's all it Why was. Why you said Gerard, timing. I'm sorry. Give people a bad story, B. <laughs> like, Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I asked the group chat to send me an album for theme music for the day. Uh, Drew sent me Bun B Trill. Gerard, what was the, what was the project you sent me again? Because I don't want to pr- mispronounce his I name. I sent you Chinks. Uh, welcome to JFK. Yeah, so... Out of fairness to him as an artist and to you, I didn't even I didn't I didn't listen to that. I listened to that this week. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't, don't be salty because it was just timing. Like I, it was like a two minute difference. I'm not salty. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Drew, you won. I know it's a, not a competition, but you won. Um, 
that album is fucking classic, man. Uh, the perfect theme music when I was making my my rounds around my hood was Bloomfield. You know the <laughs> trenches. Um, you know networking, making connections, and speaking of uh, West Bloomfield, I have a question here. Justin and Jerry, you obviously didn't go to West Bloomfield, but like, what's some of y'all favorite high school memories? Um, I- I'll share a few of mine, and while you think about it, but uh, St. Mary's Fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There was a time at the St. Mary's Fair where there was a huge, huge fight uh, that ended up on the news. Um, I'm laughing, but there's some serious parts. But uh, first, I want to say RIP to my guy, Lawrence White, uh, who was really about that life in every sense of the word, whether it was sports. I remember we played Pontiac, and Lawrence, I'm pretty sure, had like two uh, kickoff returns for touchdowns, like – athletic he was that dude i remember he came to me on the sideline it was a close game he was like i need you patting bro i felt so bad and i'm like lawrence don't put that pressure on me bro because you out here scoring touchdowns like i I don't know what i could do to reach your level but i brought up his name because at the saint mary's fair right uh so there's there's somebody said somebody had a gun so me personally as soon as i heard that i ran and we talk about athleticism I'm probably running like Odell Beckham, my four three speed. Like I was running so fast, there was a gate. I hopped over the gate, and my mind—I didn't even think about like how I would land. I hopped the gate, bust my ass, popped right up, and ran right over to Abbott Middle School. Right, so I—I I don't think anybody actually had a gun, but all this started because somebody stepped on somebody's shoes. So like at the St. Mary's Fair, there's like kids, there's like middle schoolers, <laughs> bro, all dirt. Like if you go into the St. Mary's Fair with, with nice shoes, like you take an L off top. The only problem, they only good for one night. Cause once you scuff them, you fuck up your whole night. The, there was a fight that went over to, there's like a Jets pizza over there in a the gas station. So Lawrence uh, was, I personally saw it and he was handing out sleeping pills, bro. Like <laughs> I saw him put three dudes to sleep, like, I'm talking, like, wasn't no long, you know, bad, like, just one-punch knockouts, bro. Like, I'm I'm at Abbott watching like a bitch, and I'm just, like, amazed, right? So, uh, that was one thing, and, and um, also Taylor Kennedy, right? So, say what you want about Taylor Kennedy, TK, like, love him or hate him. I have literally told him this in the last few weeks. I would go to war with him any day of the week, like, I saw this dude fighting, like, one-on-six or one-on-eight in the street, like, with all this craziness. They couldn't get him down. Like, literally, like, nobody was helping him. Like, look, everybody talk about being gangster, being about that life. Like, I know I'm from West Bloomfield. That that was just amazing. But, and lastly, I have here, or a couple more, Terrell Wilson, man. Like, I've told him, like, I always hated how people use him for, like, fighting situations. Oh, God. Uh, he's an overall great dude. Dude. Like, I told him that recently, but that's another real one. And then R.I.P. Alvin Sheena. He passed away when we were in middle school. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, he's Chaldean, but just an overall badass dude. So those were just some of the random memories I had from high school. So do y'all have any stories, anything y'all think of when thinking of high school? Drew, I, so, I, Gerard, I'll let you start because you laugh. I just want to I wanna, I wanna understand, did, did you do listening to Bun B? <laughs> Make you think of all this violent stuff? No, but <laughs> just, just try. To... I was riding. Great question. I was riding through Westville, and I the St. Mary's Fair. I went. I I tried to surprise one of my teachers actually at St. Mary's and met like the athletic director. But 
driving past St. Mary's and being in that spot, I felt like uh, Raven Simone, like, you know, when you had those flashbacks and went back in time, like, I literally remember that street and, like, just crazy. There was helicopters. There was cars. Like, literally, bro, it felt like I was in a war zone. I was was focused on getting home because at the time, I had a curfew. And because of all this craziness, there was a lot of traffic. It was hard to get through certain places. They blocked off streets. So all I was worried about was getting back home because I wasn't trying to get my ass whooped. Like, I'm I'm sitting, I'm like, dang, I got to tell my dad. So when I got home, I literally bust in the door. I'm like, dad, turn on the news. There was craziness. <laughs> That's the only reason I'm late, right? So, but to answer your question, Gerard, like, I thought about it just because I was riding through these areas again, and it brought back so many memories. I went to Abbott Middle School, and I remember, like, that was where I ran and caught my breath as all this craziness was going down. So, but Bum B may have added a little <laughs> bit to that because that that album was some <laughs> some trill gangster shit. So yeah, it was a lot of nostalgia this past week. But great question, Gerard. Ger- did you have any memories from from high school you wanted to share? Oh well, like y'all said, I did not go to West Bloomfield. I am the minority here. Uh, I went to the uh, Detroit King in uh, the city. So yeah, we had. We had some fun, you know. We we had a nice little fight with Cast Tech, uh, yeah, and, and uh, it was at a basketball game. And the next basketball game, only parents and the referees. Yep, serves y'all right. Serves y'all right. Y'all don't need to be in there scrapping. Hey, great job, whoever came up with that decision, man. Who won? Do you remember who won that yeah, basketball? Uh, we was we was fighting, and then. We was hitting the corner, and then we saw, like, the whole damn Cast Tech football team coming. We were like, yeah, no, nah, that ain't the direction to go. So we turned yes, the other sir. direction. One of, one, of, one of my boys got caught, you know, so, I mean, should have ran a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know what that made me think of? Remember SpongeBob, the episode where they, they woke up Sandy? And SpongeBob was running next to Patrick, and she got well, who was it? She got uh, Patrick with the with the rope, oh, pulled yeah. him back. And SpongeBob, yeah. bro, that's all I can think about, man. I I know I'm grown, but I enjoy SpongeBob <laughs> sometimes. But yeah, man, that's a great memory. Do you have any more? Or you wanted to pass to somebody next? Uh, yeah, I'm no, yeah. High school was fun, so yeah, it wasn't all like a whole bunch of fights, but you know, relationships and stuff. I'm still cool with all my. That's high dope, man. Uh, Drew, any memories you think of from high school? Nice. Junior year, took a nice bus with a bunch of classmates to Cedar Point, and <laughs> we we were there for maybe an hour and a half before the teachers are rallying everybody back because a student, <laughs> no names mentioned, took too many pot brownies <laughs> and started feeling a little ill, and our Cedar Point trip got cut short, and we get back in Channel 7, Channel 4, Channel 2. I just remember getting home and seeing the news report. They call it higher learning. (laughs) Sorry, oh boy. (laughs) Everyone was trying to get in interviews, trying to give their little piece of knowledge for the news just to be famous. That That was one of the better times. Bro, completely forgot about that. <laughs> I told that story recently. Nah, bro. nah. Y'all gotta tell. Y'all gotta tell me <laughs> off air who that was. We I got you. We sending the text right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Bro. That was so funny. So so funny. Who was I? T- I literally told that story to somebody recently. I can't remember, but no, great, great memories. <laughs> Anything else y'all want to add from high school before I move on to my last project and hand it to y'all? Sure. 
Um, I remember during the <laughs> soccer field you guys gave me permission to use freshman year Aww. that um, we were getting our asses kicked like 8-2 to two in a game, and I didn't want to play anymore. So I was like, let's fake a leg injury. And I <laughs> managed to uh, manage to get slide tackled. I went for a slide tackle in the box just to try and stump my leg and roll over. And that part worked. I got the call and everything drew a foul. My dumb ass, instead of limping off the field, is a full sprint 100 Ooh, yards dude. down to our side of the bench. Yeah, and my coach was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so then I had to go get a full cell job and get my ankle wrapped and everything. Oh, dude, you should have <laughs> ran your ass on the field. <laughs> Realized right after, this looks so stupid. How am I running full blast right now? So, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that's that's what we gave up a freaking football field for y'all get blasted eight to two. Wow, man, that's <laughs> that's incredible. Justin said, "I don't want no more. I'm done." <laughs> I remember later on, I think it was our senior year, my backpack got stolen randomly with like devices and and stuff in it, uh, and they only took my lunch. Geez. So Mr. Pryor gets sent to go find my backpack. And they call my parents to the school and everything for absolutely no reason. And he was like, hi, we found your son's backpack. I don't know who he is, but here's his stuff. Everything's there but his lunch. I'm like, I was, I knew I was not existed in high school, but that proved it. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Yeah, How good curious. was the lunch? Uh, Ooh, what did you, what did you say? My Flaming Hot Cheetos were gone. My Mountain Dew was gone. Oh, yeah. Um, the they left the yeah, sandwich with like, in high school. school. That's what we're doing back in high school, man. Hey, you gotta watch your back. Um, <laughs> oh, B. No snitch, but a few, a few names come to mind. If I wouldn't have told nothing, but I, I got a few ideas who might have got down on your Hot Cheetos, your Mountain Send Dew. Send them in the chat. That was the most Send popular the food item in K-12 experience, I think, for a lot of people. Bro. That one, I remember yeah. girls used to like use forks so they wouldn't get that red stuff. <laughs> the, the Cheeto dust. West Bloomfield might have been in the <laughs> suburbs, but there was there was some there was some activities that was not suburbs. Like I'll just leave it at that. Um, I used to fork for them sometimes too. Won't hide it. B, I got one yeah. more. You remember Ooh. you remember those big battles we used to try and do, like those rap battles in the hallways? Oh, <laughs> I my. thought that's the memory you was gonna bring I up. Know. I mean, and then one teacher come down the hallway and everybody start running. It, just, it looked like a stampede of students just running away. I don't even know why we was running. We wasn't doing anything. Right. Bro, I remember we were on like time, the far man. like like west side of the school where like all the science rooms are and everything. We were all over there. Yeah. And Miss Sturt, Miss Sturt came out and she was just like, "What the hell is that noise?" She's like, "Oh my!" It was like thirty people walking down the hallway. <laughs> Gerard, I tell you, we had a full circle of people and there's two people in there battling and. You make one joke and the whole school is going to hear it on the other side. Oh, just. Oh, oh my God. The... It was literally like the scene out of Eminem where he would battle, bro. Like, it. it, it... West Moonfield was a great, a great school. It really was. A great high school. They really let us time, express man. our artistic. <laughs> yeah. our do you remember artistic, when whatever. they uh, tried to do a prank? It was a senior prank that failed. They, ha- they wanted everybody to bring in like 100 pennies for senior prank day and drop them on the ground. I do Something remember like that. that. Yeah. So remember how it didn't end up happening? I remember. I do basically. remember. That was, the dumbest, that was the dumbest shit I've ever heard. One person out of the four of us did actually bring a bag of pennies, dropped them, and nobody else did around me. Like, that and yeah. they ordered like 50 pizzas at the school or something and just uncovered. Oh, that was the senior all night party. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I was going to say, that's yeah. not a prank. Like, that's good things to. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's move on, man. Uh, shout out to anybody that's listening that went to West Bloomfield. Um, also, shout out to Ty Owens and Big Smooth. They dropped a project in the kitchen, which is on all streaming platforms. I actually was listening to it before we got started. It's actually really dope, man. Um, if you are listening and haven't heard that project, please show them some love. Make sure y'all check that out. Uh, the songs that I list or I, I added from it on my first listen on my first listen was Memory Lane. Uh, in the kitchen, part two, and cruising. Um, dope. Like I, I'm trying to think of the right uh, definition I would use. It's like uh, I know there's a lot of inspiration from Jay Dilla, uh, who I, I can't really appreciate that because I'm not super familiar. But um, Ty Owens, I literally text him like so gifted man, and I'm I'd love to get to know Big Smooth. But overall, really solid project. Um, so yeah, check it out, man. Let me know what y'all think if you haven't. So what have you guys listened to? I've done a lot of talking. Uh, Gerard, I'll start with you, sir. What's some of the projects that you've listened to uh, this week? So we was talking about CMG, um, an artist on their label. Mozzie released his album, Mm -hmm. Survivor's Guilt. I think that's what it's called. Um, Super dope album. Super dope album. Like, probably one of my favorites from him, like, and it's like, I like his introspective raps. Um, I like the beats that he picked. Um, I like how he talks about, you know, his rise from being a blood in the Bay Area to now rapping, you know, and trying to make sure that he has a positive um, aspect on his lifestyle instead of just, you know, the stuff that happened in his neighborhood. So super dope album. To, um, I think If You Love Me is my favorite record on there. Uh, I, I think it samples the vision. I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find out who it samples. But I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lurking with ESTG. One be us with YG and Blast, Smoke Nothing with Four Two Doug. Um, uh, he got real ones with uh, Roddy Rich, and it's gonna be a strip club classic. But he got a song with Two Chains uh, <laughs> and Sweetie called "In My Face" uh, that is going to make a whole lot of strippers some money. Mm. So, yeah, it's a hey, all about album. strippers getting getting fair wages out here, man. So shout out to Mozzie. Let's talk about that real quick. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, his delivery is what I loved after listening to this album. I don't know how he does it, but, like, how he fits in some of his bars. But, like, at the end of each each one of his lines or something, he kind of does, like, a little jingle with it. And it's very hard to do. Like, you know what? I can't explain it. Like, I'm yeah. riding down the other day or something like that. Or, you know, like, I, I just went to go see yeah. my guy. I told him I was the man, okay, or something like that. He'll just—it's so weird how he flows. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's some Bay Area stuff. That's it's some so Bay cool Area though. Stuff. Like, yeah. it's something we really don't hear in hip hop. Like, a lot of these new artists are like singing. Either they're singing, singing on the track, or like doing that melody kind of rap. But he raps and then adds it within like his last three, four words of the bar. Like, it's such a unique style that he does, and then he right. switches it up. And if he wants, he could just rip a whole track and not do that little flow. It's really cool. Like, right. I think I yep. think what I like most about Mozzie now is that he has his own sound. If you listen to a if you listen to a record and there's a bunch yes, of artists on there, you'll know how who he is. You can point him out easy. And I think that's what CMG did with all their artists that they found. Like they all got their sound. You put on yeah. the radio or something, you can't tell half these artists apart. Like Mozzie, Mozzie just needs that one like huge banger that's gonna make him put him over the top, you know. You don't think you don't think my you don't I'm think my life you said that. Like, I was gonna say banger? the same thing that that was that was Moray. That was Moray. 
that was a test. That was a test. You passed. Great job, there. I'm going ahead and mute my mic. I'm glad you said that about Mozzie. I was gonna say, even in all the like the uh, posse cuts that's on there, he stand, right. like he doesn't get washed out. He stands out like, and he has a solid verse. Like his flow is his, and you don't mm-hmm. like, oh, he sound like somebody else. Like I enjoy that about um, Mozzie. I well, I don't know what album you're gonna talk about next, but I, I'm down to get in that Joey. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I listen to it. that too. Uh, so, triple team. Don't don't disrespect oh, me. Oh, I didn't know you <clears> didn't listen. My bad. My bad. Yes, I did. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, know I, you I was I was waiting for y'all to bring it up. Let's, um, let's do it. The intro was uh, I know Gerard loved the intro because it had Diddy on it. <laughs> to, to hear hear Diddy do his thing, but behind a piano, that was that was dope. Whoever came up with the idea, I love that. I know one song really got me, and it was Survivor's Guilt. Um, I've talked about it, and mm, listening to that yeah. song, all I could do was think about my guy Lawrence Lawrence Johnson. Um, talking about high school and stuff, but that song, man, like everything he said, like that's literally at a lot of times I felt and still feel that way when thinking about Lawrence. Like if you have somebody your age that, you know, passes away, that that song really touched me, man. So that was a beautiful song, and I, I was very impressed. Um, I really like the song One of Us with Larry June. Mm-hmm. I think I think that probably is my favorite mm-hmm. song on the entire project, personally. Um but yeah, I'll let you guys at your no. Oh, Jid had an amazing feature. Just want to throw that in there on, on "Want to Be Loved." I, oh, I was, yeah, yeah. Jid it's about time. Crazy. I think he's going to be yeah. releasing something this year, if I if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, overall, those were some of the thoughts. Um, but I'll I'll let you guys go. Um, go ahead, Joe. It's a very good album. Joey Badass is a phenomenal rapper. I just felt like he was in his comfort zone too much with this album. It was. I felt like he didn't really try and push the bar with a lot of shit. It was very relaxed, very melodic in this album. Like, a lot of real hip-hop, if I should say that. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm, am, I, am I hitting sure. some pressure yeah. points there? <laughs> no, he he didn't really push yes, the bar, yes, though. Yes. Like, I don't know if I'm too... I think this podcast may be a little too critical with albums um, and how I view them and, like, how I rank them and how I compare them with like other people that came out this year but like it was just like it just kind of came just kind of flowed and then it was done it didn't there wasn't really a moment or like a standout moment to me that really excited me on this album it was just a bunch of like hip like real hip-hop records all in a row and i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just i feel like in this day and age you got to switch it up a little bit on your album personally i'll let you go gerard (laughs) I'm glad you said that. After listening and everything yeah. I've kind of told you guys the past few weeks, right now, if I was to, if we were to do an album review party, this would be my album of the year. Really? So, I yeah, I um, okay. and I'll expand on that real quick. Uh, so Joy talks a lot about taking a step away and uh, working on his mental health. And again, I think we're in a great spot with hip hop, with sports, with athletes, and our leaders, quote unquote, pushing and letting people know mental health is real. Uh, it's important. So to hear him talk about, you know, a lot of things that I've been talking about in therapy where you really have to kind of lock in on being the best version of yourself and truly not giving a fuck about what other people think of you, because that will that will ruin anything. Um, allowing your ego to get in the way uh, to have Diddy on the intro, like I said, um, it reminded me a lot of Waves, which I talked about being one of my favorite beats and favorite songs ever. Um, so overall, I just needed this a lot in my life. So 
I don't disagree with you, Drew. If you felt like he didn't push your envelope, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think anybody has a problem with how you review albums. I think you need to embrace being critical. That's you. So I thought it was a really good album. So I'll pass it to you, Gerard. But, like, it, I think it comes down to, like, music you listen to. And like you said with Post Malone, Drew, how you could relate to certain things and how you could find yourself, you know, singing songs throughout the day. So, like, I, I personally have this as my favorite album of the year right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a good album, and like Drew said, Joey is a great rapper, and I can see how, you know, the past couple of years, Joey has been in that mental health space, so I can see how you can relate to it, B. But to speak on Drew's point, this is the quintessential Mm -hmm. late 90s, 2000 album. Like, I think he made it to be as such. With Diddy on the intro, the beat selection, how he was rapping, you know, the braggadocio raps, and then, you know, the introspective raps, like... I think that yes. it felt familiar, and not and that's not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I felt like I've heard this before. Like, I felt like <laughs> I, I lived in this era, so I know what this album sounds like. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like I, I, I like the album. You know, it wasn't nothing wrong with it, but it was just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I see, I see what you're doing, you know? And I think, to speak on Drew's point again, I don't feel like joey went out of his way like i don't think he tried something new i feel like this is Mm -hmm. comfortable for him as well like yo this is a pocket that i'm in i he lived (laughs) in his life too you know what i'm saying so he knows exactly the people that are familiar with this area you know exactly which points that you can touch for them to be like all right yeah i fuck with this and so that's what this album is and that doesn't make it a bad album album it's still a really good album and it I mean, he's a phenomenal rapper. You know what I'm saying? He's a phenomenal rapper. So it's not like you could tell him, like, you rap bad either. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I yeah. I, I heard this before. You know what I'm saying? So like, let me put you on the spot. Yeah. Let me put you on the spot real quick, Drew. What would y'all grade it? Uh, I'll put mine out there personally right now after first. And why I rate it so high is the fact that I've only listened to it, like, one and a half, two times. And already, I don't have much... I think we're noticing, like, patterns here when we talk about albums. We all look for certain things. When I talk about mm-hmm. my artists, I tend to – I don't have a problem with if they're good at something, continuing to do that. Uh, so, personally, I have this, again, as my top album of the year. Another album I kind of forgot about and seen it in, like, an advertisement with Vince Staples. Um, well, I forget. That, uh, that's my number one right that's now. Favorite, that's though. another album that – it's kind of past, and I feel like yeah. Vince Staples or – I feel like that album should still be promoted more than it should be, but yeah, that's but that's yeah. just that's Came the world yeah. we live comes in. And goes. That ain't got nothing to do with nobody. Yeah, like, and this isn't like us. Oh, us society. We need to do. Yeah. I just personally with Vince Staples, like I would yeah. love to see him continuing, and he he kind of does, but I just I feel like this should be promoted yeah. more. But overall, to answer the question, I give two thousand the album. I give it a ten. Wow, jeez, oh, I can't. <laughs> I'm not gonna give it a ten. Uh, like if I'm being if I'm being totally like unbiased about like what I what I just said that album is an eight it's a damn good album you know what I'm saying like but if I wanted more like we ain't heard from Joe I wanted to give it a seven point five but I was like I can't I can't 7. no 5. I said I can't Woo! I said I can't yeah. though so I gave Woo! it an eight in the end you gotta stand on it ten toes ten toes down Drew I, I can't give it a seven point five because it's not seven point five yeah, bad so you know? I. Like, but the the only thing I have, like, you know, and we haven't heard from Joey in a long time to come back and hear, like, right. oh, this sounds like something Joey would make. I don't like. That's the only thing that's holding me back from from being where you at be. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, like to compare it to Mozzie's album. I thought Mozzie's album was great. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's a and it, it feels like growth. It feels like growth. Like Joey felt like if we listen to 1999 and then you listen to 2000, sounds like it's a like, double disc almost. Kinda, okay. Now you know is it un, is it unfair yeah. to give extra credit at the fact that Joey took so much time off, came back. And there's no fall off from, like you said, from his previous project to this one. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, that's I think, a credit. I think that's all. Credit. I think all American Badass okay. is way better than this album. He pushed the envelope on that album to me. He really. He. But he not. But he was. It, he pushed the envelope. But he, but he was. Talked, he had a different like subject matter. Like what B said though. though what he liked about this album, I feel like he already talked about all that on All American Badass. He went through a lot of mental health. He went through a lot of political issues on that album. But at the yeah, same time, he still C's. pushed it, though. Yeah. Like, he still had some beats where he started ripping them apart. Like I think so. So I kind of understand what you mean, Drew. But I think he was more in an angry space on that one. American Badass. Like I agree with that. I think when you listen to 2000, you can hear him now fully embrace who he is. And there's not this... You know, there's this undertone or this anger. Like, he's just comfortable and in a spot where he's embracing and, and comfortable with talking about his emotions. American Badass, he was angry. He was he was angry for his people. Frustrated, he was talking about politics. Yeah. He was talking about yeah. race. So, it was a it was a solid album. There were certain songs that I skipped on American Badass, but, like, I didn't skip anything in 2000. Like, I, I, I can listen to that, and probably as time moves on, maybe. But, like, I, I can understand what you mean. But, yeah, no, I mean, if you give it a – so is, what is your official? If you say seven point five, you can't give it that. What would you no, give it? No, I said Drew? eight. I said I yeah, eight. Okay, I agree with Gerard. Well, did you? I know Gerard. I know you said an A. So what's your what's your official score? No, an eight. An eight. Eight. Yeah, oh, I'm eight. sorry. Eight. Okay. Yeah. I told Gerard yeah, yesterday. Uh, I texted him last night. And I just put Mozzie's greater than Joey this week, and we both had had a little chat about that real quick. So mm-hmm. after after yeah. I was done listening to yeah. it. It played again, and I didn't realize, and I ended up on track six. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, this album really just kind of sounds the same. It's just kind of flowing all together, and I didn't even realize it. Like, there's no moment or, like, standout moment on the album where I'm just jumping out of my seat like, damn, this guy just really elevated the game right here. But I was going to ask you, B, how do you feel about him saying him, Cole, and uh, Kendrick are, like, the top three right now? He didn't mention oh, yeah, your boy, little Canada boy. I mean, I mean, obviously, I I, I disagree <laughs> with that. Canada I mean, and I, I don't know anybody that would put Joey Badass in their top three over over Drake. But I mean, if you do, it, I guess that's good <laughs> music. But I, I I don't think you could take you know I, I forget how long it is, but maybe yeah I don't I don't know what his what his thought process was on that. I mean, Drake dropped two. It was a play on the Jay Z line. You know, saying like, who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay Z, or Nas? He said the same thing. Who's the best MC, Kenny, Joey, or Cole? It was the same thing. I mean, maybe if he, maybe if he's saying from a like a lyrical, like true, like you said, Drew, true hip hop sense. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to help him out. I don't know. I don't think you want to help him. Out. <laughs> it makes him much sense to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I try. I mean, I can be unbiased, but like, nah, fam. Like, I. It's hard to make that statement when you only got three albums to your name. That's like if ASAP ever drops his project and he's like, "Who's better than me, J Cole?" Like, nah, it man. Is. Consistency is a big part of success for every facet of life. Like, you you can't just yeah, you, like you can't just pop up and do a great job and be like I'm the best and then disappear for five years and then come back like nah man like you got to be consistent so right. 
Uh, anything else yeah. you guys want to want to any other projects y'all listen to before we wrap up? I was just gonna say with this album and then with Kendrick's album, I feel like you can't take that kind of hiatus and then expect to just be mentioned with the greats again. I mean, Kendrick's in a different realm of his own. Like he can do that. He's put in the work, but. I don't know, Joey, like, I don't feel like listening to this album, people would be like, wow, Joey's one of the best rappers out there. I don't, so this is a uh, sensitive, not sensitive, but it's, it's hard because I do respect the fact that both Kendrick and Joey Badass took time mm-hmm. away to get their mental right and then came back when they felt like, you know, they were the best version of themselves. Um, it's something I've considered doing, you know, taking a step away, but like sometimes you just got to work through it and kind of change your ways, so... But to your point, Drew, like you said, you can't just disappear and then come back and then claim your – but I know ego is a big part of hip-hop. So it's competitive. It's kind of a yeah. sport at the end of the day. So whether they truly believe it or not, like, you know, we kind of had a talk before um, we really officially started recording. I know kind of sometimes you have to convince yourself of things you know isn't true to get you or yourself somewhere that you want to be or our next level. So – I get it. I can't. We've all played sports. Yeah. We've all taught, told ourselves I'm better than somebody. <laughs> Did you know damn well you weren't better than? But you have to convince yourself right. sometimes and lock in. And I don't know if y'all can see it, but okay. today I'm rocking R.I.P. Mamba, the jersey. You know, sometimes you gotta you gotta lock in. You gotta find that zone. You gotta really be able to get to that spot where, like, you know, you, you gotta. I was talking to uh, the, my guy at the dealership yesterday. I won't name his name, but. He, he he bike rides, and he's, he's, he was saying how he rides up to 50, 60 miles sometimes. And the, the biggest key, you see crashes, you see people quitting left and right. You have to tell yourself, you got to find that place where no matter what, I'm going to finish this race. It comes hell or high water. You got to be able to lock in, yeah. male or female. Find that place where you can lock in and just really be that best version, that most determined version of yourself to accomplish your goals. So, I feel like that's a great place to wrap. Anybody else have anything they want to add before we get out of here? I did a 55-mile ride once. 55-mile? <laughs> no, y'all, yeah, no. I, I say did my 20, legs were jello. I did 22, and I was cramping up <laughs> yeah. all day. No, y'all can have that. Y'all can 20, have that. 20 is a warm-up. All right. Thank you for disrespecting <laughs> joking, my life. Come on. We're having that fun. Hurt, hurt me a We're little having bit. fun. <laughs> We're having fun. Jirai, you had something you wanted to add? So it's a new show on HBO written by Issa Rae, the creator of Insecure, called Rap Shit. It's about uh, two girls who form a rap group from Miami. I think it's super dope. Y'all should check it out. Um, got some nice music in it. Some uh, If you care about how women look, <laughs> they're in there too. So, you know, but I, it's a super dope show. Issa Rae is a great writer, and it's well-written, and it's funny. Thank you so, for that, Gerard, because that reminds me. Did you guys out. see the, the promo for Mike on Hulu, the 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 show coming up yeah, for Mike Tyson. I, yeah, I forgot all about that. Looks Bro, awesome. That that yeah. looks amazing. I'm excited. I, I cannot wait for that to drop. Um, Justin, did you have? I, I see. It looked like you wanted to ask something before we get out of here. I'm catching up on Stranger Things, season two. So I, long I, way to go. I still long way to go. Yeah. I watched half the episode of Stranger oh. Things, man. I yeah, maybe you got a while ago. I just couldn't get jiggy with it. Um, <laughs> the, music, the music on that show is fun. The really music's music. awesome, yeah. All eighties, yeah, yeah. like Ghostbusters and shit. Yeah, all right. That was yes, that's where I left off yesterday. That hey. episode. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I'm gonna just name some of the songs I've added in the past week uh, to my playlist. So I forget what we named this, but we can name it what's on my playlist. But I again mentioned Ty Owens and Big Smooth cruising. 
Uh, in the Kitchen Part 2, Memory Lane, I added all of Joey Badass's album. Uh, actually, we're going to have to talk about this before we get out of here. If I get caught by Division, very as quick as possible. <laughs> um, we've talked oh about Toxic God. Energy. This is It don't get any more toxic than this song. Gerard, oh. any, Gerard I'll let you go first. Um, your thoughts on that song? Oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> bro, them niggas ain't shit, bro. Like, that's that's some of the wildest I, shit I've ever I, I have had bro. some like, toxic moments, like, but... That, <laughs> that is... We're talking about that, bias. No, we're talking about, you know, the whole nother level tier. skits. That <laughs> Wow. That is... If you have not heard that, please check it out. Um, yeah. Whew, yeah, that's, that's, that's something... And and then and then they sampled Jay, you know what I'm saying? Bro, like, I, was I was just listening to Jay. So I was bro, like, right back. It, it, what a week. Nick. What a week. <laughs> but um, uh, I added all of Bun B's album, Trill. Or no, yeah. I didn't. I added Retaliation yeah. is a must. Who need a B? Trill, recognize Trill. I'm fresh, draped up, get thrown, and mm. bun by Bun B. Uh, I added Never Change, Jigger That Nigga, Girls, Girls, Girls by Jay-Z. Uh, shout out to my guy Ty once again. He posted on his story, uh, Life We Live by Project Pat. Dope song. If you ever, if you never heard it, definitely recommend that. Uh, Black Ball. Um, these are, are songs off of the uh, uh, CMG album. But Black Ball, Soon, Moral the Story, Top Dollar, Doghouse, Brick or Something, Major Pain, OK, Kiki, Bust Down, Tomorrow, Hood Rich, G Code, Rocky Road, First of January, See What I'm Saying, and Gangsta Art, Can I Get Up by Jay-Z, Do It Again by Jay-Z, uh, and then fees and i think this is now where i'm i'm getting to the point from last week so those are the songs that i added to my playlist uh or added to my music catalog so uh anything you guys want to add before we get out of here did you want to uh talk about aiden's game <laughs> i know it's been a few weeks dude it has been i was trying to get out of here because <laughs> you get i don't technical mind. difficulties I'll, but i'll sit and hell yes i want to talk no, about i'm good that. now so, i think i think the wi-fi i got one thing good. after also all right so aiden's league I'm just going to start talking about some of the stuff I've encountered, looking at some of these games and some of the parent activities I've seen. Um, so I, I had my notes here. So there was a drill where the kids were supposed to do a crossover past one cone, mm. a hezzy towards another cone, and then shoot and grab your rebound. Again, shoot and grab your <laughs> rebound. Every black kid that was on one of the teams that after they shot the ball – they would do the Steph Curry and celebrate, look away, run away, and would not go get the rebound. And when I say every black kid, I mean every single one, right? <laughs> every white kid that was on the team that I was watching, every single one of them. Wasn't no celebrating, wasn't no running away. Every single one of them grabbed the rebound. Shout out to my people. <laughs> I will let y'all add the conclusion to that, but that was just one of the things I'm just sitting and watching. I'm like, bro, like the fundamentals. Hey, I, yeah. I, 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 I preach enough, but um, whether they made the shot or not, it's not a Steph problem. It's a culture thing. Like, you know, the white kids, they weren't the best dribblers. There were some amazing dribblers I saw, but they understand, like you said, the fundamentals. So some of the parents at these games, man, like <laughs> every parent wants every other kid to pass the ball. But when they kid gets the ball, they want their kid to shoot, shoot, score, score, and all the pass and stuff goes out the window. So I just stay back. I don't say much. I just kind of – I'm always kind of standing and sitting on the side. But, like, I actually talked to Aiden yesterday when I landed. I had my mom give him the phone. And I asked him, like, how's your game this past week? He said, good. I scored. I think he said he scored, like, four points and had some blocks, had some rebounds and assists. 
Um, but I was asking, like, scoring is cool, but, like, you know, how's your rebounder doing? Like, all kids think about is scoring. I'm trying to get Aiden to a point where he thinks about passing, looking up when he dribbles, using his left hand when he shoots, a layup, aim for the backboard. Like, all of these fundamental stuff, yeah. like, all kids, and I know I sound like an old head, but, like, all of them, I get to the game. There's some kids that are – I want to I want to be nice. Their game isn't quite to a good level yet, but – they show up. They got the leg. They got the arm sleeves. They got the the uh, they they got the nice shoes. Oh, they yeah. got they are swagged up, but their game just ain't there. I'm I'm making sure. And Jasmine has done a great job. Aiden isn't that kid. Like he shows up. Aiden is one of the most, if not the best, kid there. Like unbiased. There might be one that might be better, but dude, he just goes out and he play. He doesn't understand. He's one of the tallest kids. He is like. He's just gifted. He doesn't quite understand the abilities he has yet, though. Mm. So I just would tell him, like, you know, after the games, I'll be like, how do you think you did? I don't yell at him. He'll say good or bad or whatnot. There was one time where he didn't start. He actually was telling me the other day he didn't start because they wanted scoring off the bench. I was like, how would you feel about that? He was like, well, they said they wanted to score to come off the bench, and they picked me. So, you know, I came off the bench. I'm like, okay. Like, just trying to make sure he's not, you know, defeated, deflated. Like, it's just important to keep a good attitude because there are excellent scorers that we all know that played in the NBA that should have been starters, whether it's Manu Ginobili, whether it was Jamal Crawford, J.R. Smith at times. Like, sometimes, again, you got to put your ego to the side, take that L and understand you got to be a team player, and it's not all about you. So I've had a lot of, you know, humble pie and understand I got to take a step back. Some things aren't about me. Don't take things personally. So these are just a few things. And I'll, you know, continue to talk about this because, uh, you know, I don't want to be here all day. But y'all have any questions, any thoughts about anything that I've said? Listen, it's going to be a long, long battle, bro. bro. It's a marathon. It's I forgot to add. Trust me. Trust me. Okay. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden is like 10, right? Nine, Nine. 10. Yeah, that's the age, though, where you really develop. And, like, if you want to be in that bro. sport, you really, like, take a passion towards it, though. You know, I feel like I was 10 when I really got into basketball. Bro, I've had talks with Aiden. I'm like, look, I don't want to be one of those uncles that or father figures that push him to do something he doesn't want to do. I'm like, if you really want this, you mm-hmm. have to be the first one at the gym. You cannot be late. Uh, there was a time where he showed up. He didn't have his jersey, tried to blame his mother. I said, Aiden, stop. Your jersey, you old enough now? Your jersey is your responsibility. Like, if you're supposed yeah. to be, you think you're the best player on a team, you need to be the first one there. I've been trying to tell, you know, certain people, like, look, I was, I told him directly. Everything I say on a podcast, I will tell Aiden to his face. Like, I keep it real with my nephew. I'm like, if you show up late as you get older – it's going to be two things that happen. One, they're going to run the shit out of you. Like, you're going you, you gonna to run until you got to damn near throw up if you don't. Or they're going to do the Coach Carter, sit, sit your butt on the sideline while all your teammates run. Then you're going to be in the locker room. And Aiden, I don't know your fighting abilities, but I don't know if you're going to have the power to be able to, to take on 15 people. I'm like, do you understand what I'm telling you right now? He's like, one thing about Aiden that I love, you can give him criticism and that boy don't, like, he accepts anything, like, great. Like, I've already talked to Hoopers. I'm like, yo, I got a nephew. He is gifted. Like, you know, whenever, if my sister give me word, you ready? Like, he he is nice. So, I've been working with him on his left hand. Um, I play <laughs> against him one-on-one sometimes. I don't take it easy on him. Well, yeah, I do, but I don't, I don't let 
I make it a challenge, I should say. Like, I yeah. want him to be mad when he loses. I want him to understand if you think you're going to be playing against these kids, you got to get, you got to play against me, all the toughness you have. And I'll be at the games frustrated, but I don't tell him because he'll, like, play a certain way against me, tough, and then he gets around kids his Comfy. age. And all that – some of that toughness ain't there. Like, he holding back. And I'm like, Aiden. Yeah, I'm like, Aiden, like, what you doing, man? Like, your mom, your granddad, all these people, like, spending time taking you to practice. Uh, hey, ain't nobody going to show up if you going through the motions. Like, you really got to bring it. Like, what you doing? Like, same way I'm talking to y'all, right? I literally have told him that. Like, yo, you dribbling, you looking down, you got to dribble and look up. Like, you got to be able to look at everybody on the court. You got to be able to cross over and not have to look down at the basketball. So, Drew, Jirai, y'all right. He is at that age where basketball is what he wants to do. I know that boy is going to be tall. Every time I see him, he's gotten taller. He all legs, all, all chest. Like, he's tall and lanky. I'm like, if, if, if you want it, I could, I could hook you up with the right people. But, again... I, I can't make nobody do yeah, nothing. Yeah, but he's still he's still only ten, so nine, bro. You know, you gotta yeah, like like nah, he'll be ten in November. Yeah, but like he'll still mm-hmm. he's got to get to a point to where he sees it too. You know, basketball is still like fun right now, mm-hmm. so like he got to get to a point where he see it as like a viable option. You know, so I love that you you know telling him these things, so then it's going to be ingrained inside of him. But you know, like. He'll get there when he like thirteen. It's a little more competitive at that age. Make a decision. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, is this just fun? You right know what's yet? crazy though? Recruiting is starting like younger, and this ain't about like wanting him to be recruited, but like, bro, they got articles now on like the top seven, that with eight players in the country. I'm like, bro, yeah, y'all remember yeah, yeah. back in that's when that's when. Bro, yeah, that's like, when it start. Thirteen, that's, that's why 12, 13, 14. That's why yeah. I'm trying because you can't wait till you're thirteen <laughs> to think. Look, Trey Young, little brother. I forget what his age is, but I was watching him. I'm like, yo, if 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 the the only reason I push back is that is because I had a cousin that was recruited like that. I I promise you, she's probably the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Mm. My cousin Megan, like, she get burned she out. She got burnt out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's and that. so and that and that's the that's the thing. Like, and my uncle was riding her, you know, like because. She like it was a t- at the point of time where you know the De- Detroit Shock was still here. Mm-hmm. She would like she would meet with them and stuff like that. She was really really good. I promise. Like she could have probably played for Tennessee or UConn. Like she mm-hmm. was that good. And she got to a point she was like fuck basketball because it was too much. Like yeah. everything revolved revolved around basketball, and she couldn't see the fun in it anymore or why she started playing basketball. Yeah, I was so I, even being around her. I ain't never seen her. I'll probably like message her today like. To because we having this conversation, and I don't even hear her mention basketball no more. Yeah, like, so, I will like, say uh, that's an excellent point. I don't want people to think, oh, I want my nephew to be a NBA player. Like, no, Aiden is the smartest kid I know. Like that, my sister does an excellent job with getting wow. him into coding classes, getting him into you know these wow. different uh, programs where like if Aiden wants to, and that's something I'm working on. I can't say too many details, but like all black kids out there. You don't have to be just a, a basketball player or a football player. We can be doctors. We can be lawyers. We can do real estate. I'm trying to expand to where we get kids to understand, especially kids of color. It don't have to be basketball. It don't have to be football. If you want to do another sport, you got golf. You got baseball. Like, just to expand, you know, their horizons, let them know they can literally be anything they want to be. And I know this cliche, but, like, at some point along the way, we as a society started to tell kids, yo, you can't be this, that. 
let them dream, man. Even us as adults, we got to – our last episode, Never Stop Dreaming. Like, damn, that's a good plug. Like, we have to do better to encourage uh, each other within society. Like, instead of saying you can't be that, be like, okay, what's your first step? And just leave it at that. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's simple enough. You're not discouraging them. You're just getting them to a point where they can think about it. But, no, Gerard, that's an excellent point. Like, I remember at one point I didn't want to play football no more because whether it was two-a-days, like, football was a job and I didn't have time to actually go to work or do anything else. It was school, homework, and football. So, excellent point, man. Yeah. Who does uh, who's Aiden look up to in the NBA? Who's some of his favorites? Obviously, Steph. Actually, Aiden is like – he reminds me so much of myself, like – if you talk to him, it's gotten to a point where, like, Aiden knows, like, the 2015 Super Bowl champ like mm. that. I'm like, damn, dude. Like, <laughs> So he's talked about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is his guy. Um, he likes old school players. Like, he, he'll name all the current guys, but Derrick Rose is one that sticks out that he talks about all the time. Um, I think Damian Lillard. I'm going to probably just call him one day and, and <laughs> y'all can ask him because that boy knows everything sports-wise. He hates the Lions, which, break, <laughs> which breaks my heart. Um, some, no, he loves Tom Brady. For some reason, he loves Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, dude, like, what household have you been in? Because don't nobody in my family rock with none of them dudes, man. Gerard, we Detroit through and through. I was going to say, B's probably brainwashing. I'm like, you know, uh, Giannis is the best power forward in the league ever, right? Bro, Aiden <laughs> might be nine, but you could take him to any barbershop. That boy... You know, he ain't somebody that's just going to go with what you say. Like, I'm at, I'm glad my sister has taken him to boxing classes and he knows self-defense because ain't going to have to defend himself a lot. That boy talk, <laughs> he like, he, I, <laughs> I just, he takes after, he takes after a lot of people in my family and uh, he's probably going to be one of those that's in the family that's going to be the most gifted and take us to another level as a generational, or I should say removing generational curses like, he is literally a blessing. Like, I'm super thankful for Aiden. He almost didn't make it. A lot of people don't know, mm. you know, what went through. Um, I forgot about that. There was a lot that happened at, at the time to the point where I was just telling somebody when he was born, I actually didn't go to the hospital to visit him because I, I wouldn't have been able to handle him not making it. Like, that's how close it was to him not being here. Mm-hmm. And the first time I did see him, uh, I put I put my finger and he had a little hand. He, like, gripped my finger wouldn't let it go. So that's why, like, that's my dog through and through. That's why I go to his games. That's why I take him with me. That's why I do so much because, like, I really care about him. I love him and just trying to be a father father figure for him uh, as best as I can. So, like, you know, we could talk about stuff all day, but if you're not there, you know, or or being that father figure for who needs to be or who you need to be there for, it don't matter. We could talk all day. Like, y'all know me. I don't like talking. I'm a doer. You tell me you want to do something, I'm asking you, all right, what you what you need, what you want to do. So, like, as society, as men, we got to get better. Like, look in the mirror, ask yourself, how can you be better? I've done it multiple times this week, and let's be better for our women. I talked about women traveling by themselves, like, fluster. Mm-hmm. Like, we ain't none of us too important to where our ladies should have to travel by themselves, like, frantically. Like, nah, man, like, take that PTO. Take your family somewhere, like. We got to do better, like, for our queens. We talk about breaking generational curses. We all got to step the fuck up. Like, I, I don't want to keep preaching, but, like, we got to do better. I got homework for you. Yes, sir. I want you to find out Aiden's Mount Rushmore hip-hop. Mm. I'm so curious what a nine-year-old thinks is on their top four right now. Okay. 
Um, I'm pretty sure his favorite. I know his favorite song is uh, "Go Crazy" with Chris Brown. <laughs> I don't know how, but that is that is his jam. I know he loved. Uh, well, all kids love uh, Lil Nas X, uh, "Old Town Road." So I'll ask him. Okay. I ask him for sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Great question, by the way. <laughs> Anything else y'all want to add before we get out of here? Nah, it's a good pod. All right, good pod, <laughs> fellas. Well, until the next time, this has been another episode of Two Hip Hop Senseis of the Casual, and y'all be easy. Why? Take care. Justin. Zach Wilson. Tribute. Ooh! <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to Zach Wilson, man. Hey, hey that boy living. That boy is living. Hey, that motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> I see what you ate. On that note, we out of here. Two senseis in a casual.